the book of Revelations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, February 11th, 2015, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of doublewidenetwork.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Order Out of Chaos, Part 2. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day, Lord. We ask that you would take complete control of this time that we have together. Out on the airwaves, we thank you for making it possible. We ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit be in full play, that no uh, ideas or anything uh, comes in from man's spirit, but just through the power and anointing of your precious and Holy Spirit. And we command in the name of Jesus Christ that every foul spirit, every hindering spirit be bound this very hour in the name of Jesus Christ. We command that it be done. And we plead the blood of Jesus against you, Satan, and your hordes. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another riveting episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Today the show begins by picking up from where we last left off in the exposing of just how the age-old mystery religions, which are actually alive and thriving in the very hour in which we now find ourselves living in, and whose leaders operate under the power and working of Satan for the sole purpose of bringing this present world as we have known it to an end. Today, our main focus will be on one of the secret societies of whose upper echelon operate as puppets beneath the umbrella of and for another secret society that was founded on May 1st, 1776, just three short days before America declared her independence and are known as the Illuminati. 
of which we discovered last week, of whose name, when translated from Latin to English, means the enlightened, or the enlightened ones, as they call themselves, and are better known as the powers that be, of whom are seated in high and dark and wicked places, spiritually speaking, my friends. Though they be literal people who have actually been appointed by none other than their master, who is Satan, to control the world from behind the scenes and are paramount in the role that they play concerning the setting of the stage in the bringing to fruition of Satan's plan for a one-world system consisting of three main endless-reaching tentacles, which are political, economical, and religious in nature and are being set to serve as the foundation for the emerging kingdom of Satan's soon-coming Antichrist and false prophet, of, who, of whom, my friends, this unholy trinity will be allowed by the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, and all mankind, as well as Israel, to rule and reign over for the period of 42 months, or in other words, the span of three and a half years, which are called the time of great tribulation, and are set to begin in the midst or the middle of that which is best known as the seven-year period of the time of tribulation. As we begin part two of Order Out of Chaos, let us now commence the unraveling of a mystery that is soon to be revealed, that we may begin to see and understand spiritually just what the term order out of chaos holds in store for all who dwell upon this earth in the closing moments of the world beyond what we now know and see of it in this hour. At the end of last week's show, my friends, I briefly touched on the headings of a relevant chart depicting the hierarchy of a a secret society who is steeped in the ways of the mystery religions who are known as the Illuminati or the Illuminated or Illuminated Ones. Who I might add, just in case you're wondering are not a conspiracy theory. For the word conspiracy means plot, scheme, or plan. And the word theory means guess or suggestion. But my friends are indeed a conspiracy, which means plot, scheme, or plan, in reality, which means real or authentic, and are the elite power and wealth that control the shadow governments worldwide of whom operate under their, the Illuminati's, domination, which is to say power, authority, and control. A little side note for you on that. I will be soon on one of the upcoming shows and sharing with you exactly who the Illuminati answer to. And with that said, the first heading on the chart depicting the hierarchy of the Illuminati is banking and money groups, which include, now my friends, a lot of this will not sound foreign to you. 
The first on the banking and money groups that the Illuminati uh, controls from behind the scenes is the International Money Center Banks, the Central Banks, the International Monetary Fund, or the IMF, the World Bank, the International Bank of Settlements, the World Conservative or Conservation Bank, multinational corporations, and foundations. Next on the headings belonging to secret society is and being controlled by are, guess what? Secret society groups, the Freemasons, which is at the top of right under the Illuminati. And most Freemason, 33rd degree Freemasons are Illuminati. Skull and Bones, which is also a break off of the Freemasons and comes out of Harvard. Grand Orient Lodge, which is out of Europe and is located in France. Grand Alpine Lodge, these are both Freemason lodges out of Switzerland. Knights Templar which is where the Freemasons actually evolved from. They came from the Knights Templar. Royal Order of the Garter, which is the British royal monarchy. And the Roscrucians, or the Roscrucians. And for the next heading is the political groups that are controlled from behind the scenes by the Illuminati, which is a secret society, my friends, the national government leaders of our world, the United Nations, the Bilderberg, Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations, or CFR, Club of Rome, Aspen Institute, Bohemian Grove, which is the hangout of the Bohemian Club, which President Bush and a lot of other people are... uh, part of, and they go for their satanic getaways, and it's just somewhere outside of uh, San Francisco, my friends, and has been there for many, many years. Regional regional federations, such as when you hear them talking about the Federation of Russia and so on and so forth. International labor unions, how quaint. Moving ahead for the fourth heading to be controlled from behind the scenes by the Illuminati is Intelligence groups, CIA, KGB, FBI, British intelligence, the mafia, organized crime, drug cartels, Interpol, which is basically the police of the world, and the Communist Party, which will, you'll understand a lot more later about why they come into play as well. Group number five of whom answers to the Illuminati is Got this, religious groups, World Council of Churches, National Council of Churches, World Parliament of Religions, the Vatican and the SMOM, which stands for Sovereign Military Order of Malta, okay, or the Order of Malta or Knights of Malta, all New Age cults and groups, Liberal Protestant denominations, Unity Church, Unitarian and Universal Church, Baha 
And last, but in no way least, my friends, we have the Temple of Understanding, of whom I just could not pass up sharing their UN mission statement with you, as they have posted on their website that says, as a non-governmental organization or an NGO in uh, consultative status with the UN Economic and Social Council, the TOU, or Temple of Understanding, is an active member of the NGO community, working on the inside of the United Nations to advance social justice. The TOU actively supports the aims and principles of the United Nations by attending World Summit meetings, sponsoring programs for NGOs, and participating on committees and coalitions of NGOs with similar values. The last heading of people to answer to the Illuminati behind the scenes, my friends, is educational groups. Uh, The UNESCO, which is the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, World Peace Groups, Planetary Congress, I am not joshing you people, these are real things, World Federalist Association, World Constitution and Parliamentary Association, excuse me, did you hear what I just said? World Constitution and Parliamentary Association, Environmental Groups, The Lucid Trust, World Goodwill, World Union, Estelin Institute, which is over in California, and I've seen videos on it. It's such a fun place to go and be in a think tank where you can just think of all kinds of things like, you know, how to make the new world order better and and do it right on the edge of Big Sur. It's so awesome. And last but not least, the media establishment of which we see and hear from each and every day of our lives, my friends. They are controlled behind the scenes by the Illuminati and beyond. All of that that I just shared with you, my friends, one must remember that every title mentioned was an umbrella for many, many other organizations, businesses, educational facilities, etc., etc., that are ultimately controlled under the headship of the Illuminati by way of passed-on teachings of their satanic mindset no matter how minute. Remember they said they did seminars and things like that for other NGOs? Well, that's how it gets passed on. And you know what? On that mysterious note, right after the break, we'll begin to learn just what order out of chaos was and is intended to mean and just how close the world at large is to seeing it come to pass.
Yes, I want to see you high and lifted up, Lord, shining in your glory. And I pray the same for you all, my friends. Just before we get, uh, just before we begin to look into something very astonishing, for just a moment, I would like you all to ponder these words from the Lord, which are found in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, where Paul begins by saying, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now, my friends, you have to understand he's, he's, already, he's talking to those who have already given their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not just talking to a multitude in the world. He's talking to those new believers that have come and given their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him to forgive them of their sins. And has be, they have begun, began to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ in the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness or foolish talking nor gesturing, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater shall have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you, with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometime darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord, which would be Jesus Christ, my friends. Walk ye as children of light. The word of God says, For the fruit of the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, is in all goodness and righteousness, or right living in Jesus, my friends, and truth, says the word of God, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful workers of darkness, but rather reprove them or expose them, my friends. For the word of God says, it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. My friends, I now present to you a complimentary piece that was published on Zero Hedge Financial website and was written by Tyler Duran not yesterday or last week, but six months ago on August 15th, 2014 of which provides for us agreement, authenticity, and clarification from a secular or worldly point of view concerning just what we here for the last two weeks have been discussing from a spiritual point of view by way of knowledge that has only been provided to us by and through the power, working, and anointing of the one and only true and living God's Holy Spirit. The title of this article, which was written six months ago, my friends, is Order Out of Chaos, 
the doctrine that runs the world. And I came across this article yesterday completely by the hand of the Lord. I had no idea it was out there. And it begins thusly by saying, from the days of Spartacus to Weishaupt, to those of Karl Marx, and down to Trotsky, Russia, Bellicone, Hungary, Rosa Luxemburg, Germany, and Emma Goldman, United States. This worldwide conspiracy for the overthrow of civilization and for the reconstitution of society on the basis of arrested development of envious, malevolent, and impossible equality has been steadily growing. It played, as a modern writer, Mrs. Webster, has so ably shown, a definitely recognizable part in the tragedy of the French Revolution. It has been the mainspring of every subversive movement during the 19th century, and now, at last, this band of extraordinary personalities from the underworld of the great cities of Europe and America have gripped the Russian people by the hair of their heads and have become practically the undisputed masters of that enormous empire. My friends, you got to see things are going on over in Russia today, but this is written six months ago. But this part, my friends, that I just read to you was written by Winston Churchill, February 1920, from an article that appeared in the Illustrated Sunday Herald. The concept of conspiracy frightens some people, so much so that they are willing to overlook any and all evidence that world events are for the most part directed rather than chaotic and coincidental. For those who are uneducated and unaware, explanations for the terrible tides of political blunders and war generally revolve around a false understanding of Ocam's razor the writer says. They argue that the theory states that the simplest explanation is usually the correct one for any particular problem or crisis. But Ockham's razor actually states that the simplest explanation according to the evidence at hand is usually the correct answer for any given problem. That is to say, the simplest explanation must conform to the evidence or it is likely not correct. Unfortunately, skeptics of directed conspiracy often turn a blind eye, he says, to evidence that is contrary to their simple explanations, while arguing that simplification is its own vindication. In other words, they don't feel the need to defend their simplistic worldview because, in their mind, simplicity stands on its own as self-evident. 
There was a time when men believed that the planets revolved around each other because they were tied together by long glass strands, strings. And this was evident to them because it was the simplest explanation they could come up with. The thinking of skeptics of the New World Order and concerted globalization is much like this. The most common argument they tend to exploit is that the world is far too chaotic and that if the elites actually seek to fully centralize into a one-world system, they are failing miserably because so many cultures are so clearly divided. For anyone who holds this argument as logical or practical, first, the writer says, I would suggest that they look beyond the surface of the various conflicts at the similarities between these so-called enemies. For example, what about the United States versus Russia? These two nations have long, have a very long history of opposing ideologies and have come close to war time and time again. Certainly, average Americans see themselves as individuals and Russians as socialist or communist. Average Russians see Americans as capitalist or imperialist and see themselves as humanist. But what about their respective governments? What about their respective financiers and oligarchies and oligarchs? Do they really see each other as enemies? If that were so, then why did American Wall Street tycoons and the U.S. military aid the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917? A false paradigm, which means, my friends, a model, was created when internationalists supported the Bolshevik Revolution and allowed Russia to become a communist-held country and allowed allowed Russia to become a communist-held country. My friends, they allowed it to happen? Mm. No, they created it, and we will see where that's true as time goes on here. The eventual Cold War that resulted created the rationale used by the military-industrial complex to build a massive standing army, which is not part of the U.S. Constitution. An army which could then be sent around the world to subdue various nations and even possibly be used to oppress the American people. The writer says, even today, the false East-West paradigm, or model, continues, with America painted as the bumbling villain and Russia painted as the stalwart and reasonable objector. Yet, Russia's top government officials and our top government officials work closely with and answer to the same international financiers and elites, like the International Monetary Fund, he says, and the Bank of International Settlements. The writer then interjects concerning a couple of other articles that he penned and says, quote, as I outlined in great detail in, quote, the false east-west paradigm hides 
the rise of global currency and Russia is, do, is dominated by global banks too. My friends, from this point on, the writer really begins to connect the puzzle pieces that show us the relationship from a secular point of view of the elites or the Illuminati and beyond and just how close they actually are in completing the setting of the stage, if you will, for the arrival of the soon-coming one-world system, which, if you will recall, is political, economical, and religious in nature, along with its soon-coming and soon-to-be-revealed tyrannical ruler, who can best be described as the world's last dictator of whom is better known as the Antichrist to those who are spiritually awake and led by way of the power, working, and anointing of the one and only true and living God's Holy Spirit. The writer begins at this point by saying, even closer to current events, the U.S. has now entered into military operations against ISIS insurgents, moving rapidly through Iraq's northern region towards Baghdad. The writer then goes on to ask a very pointed question, of which is, however, if ISIS is the enemy, why did the U.S. and our ally, Saudi Arabia, support and train ISIS agents in Syria as well as Iraq? My friends, please keep in mind that this article was written August 15th, 2014. Continuing on, the writer says, is it just irony that our government helped birth ISIS and now the White House is at war with the group? Or is it possible that maybe, just maybe, a greater plan is afoot. As the sinister Rob Emanuel famously said, quote, you never, want to, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, he said, is an opportunity to do the things you think you could not do before. The writer then goes on to say, if a crisis of opportunity does not present itself, In the time frame you need, why not engineer a crisis to fit your goals? This is a tactic that has been used by the elites for generations, he says. We talked about this last week. And it is called the Hegelian dialectic. My friends, this is a great place to stop and say that if you did not hear Streams in the Desert Live Part 1, of Order Out of Chaos last week, I hope you will go to my landing page or pull it up on demand from your phone app and take the time to consider the foundation we laid concerning the things that are now coming to light here in part two. Meanwhile, back at the article at hand, where the writer now begins to expand upon the inner working of the Hegelian dialectic, states George Whitham, Friedrich Hegel's work was the very foundation 
of the collectivism, socialism ideology. It was inspired, it is, it, and it, and it inspired, I would like to say, Karl Marx during his writing of the Communist Manifesto. Hegel was an avid statist who believed that the collective must be ruled and directed by centralized governance and that all individuals should be sacrificed for the greater good. Hegel wrote that the state, quote, has supreme right against the individual whose supreme duty is to be a member of the state. For the right of the world spirit, oh, excuse me, world spirit? Now, what kind of world spirit would that be? I'm sure it wouldn't be, you know, world unity. I would say it'd probably be, oh, yes, they call him Lucifer. For the right of the world spirit is above all special privileges. In his dialectic theory, Hegel conjures a strategy by which the establishment elites could control the masses through, get this, my folks, deliberately creating division, which for me, my friends, brings to mind such things as racism, anti-Semitism, the social justice movement, and religious wars. The writer goes on to say, to define the Hegelian dialectic method simply, the ruling body must first trigger a problem or crisis that causes the citizenry to react with fear and demand a solution. The rulers then offer a solution. Now get this, my friends, this is where it gets important which they had already predetermined before they had started the crisis. This solution would usually entail more power for the elites and less freedom for the citizens. The world appears divided and chaotic exactly because it has been made that way by a select few in the globalist establishment. In fact, if you were to name any war in the past 100 years, any competent alternative analyst would easily produce undeniable evidence of the involvement of international bankers and think tanks pulling strings on both sides. The writer at this point once again interjects if, and my friends, I feel the same way. And the only way you're going to do this is if you, you depend on the Lord God and, and start to walk in the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit to do this thing that he's going to say right here, which I 110% agree with. The writer at this point once again interjects and says, my friends, but I totally agree with him. If you do not understand the concept of order, out of chaos, then you'll never understand a thing about what's really going on in this last moment at 11.59 and split seconds on the clock just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of the world, 
who is Jesus Christ. Oh, and by the way, my friends, did you know that it is three minutes to midnight on the doomsday clock as of this year? We'll get back to that later. Engineered chaos serves, the writer says, several purposes. It provides distraction and cover for the elites to implement their other plans that they would rather not have noticed. It also provides a scapegoat for the masses who are now divided against each other. When violent changes are implemented that produce destructive consequences, the people must be placated with an easily identifiable villain. Certain changes globalists wish to make in the way that the world functions require the careful exploitation of scapegoats. This is so very true, my friends, and was exactly what was running through my mind and spirit yesterday when the powers that be decided that it was important to exploit the friends and family of the now-confirmed female aid worker who was killed by ISIS in Syria. The Lord put it in my spirit when hearing the heartfelt stories of the people who shared concerning their friend and loved one that there was really an ulterior motive on the part of the, shall we say, behind-the-scenes gang that we have been discussing between last week and this week on the show here in bringing about that media moment. In other words, I really began to feel a little Hegelian dialectic running through it, which means I tend to wonder what psychological message they were really trying to send the public through this production. When the next day, on the 11th of February, which is today, they ask for a new update on fighting ISIS on the ground. My friends, the only way that I can even begin to convey to you just what the ulterior motive may be in reference to is to simply say that while I was in Israel in 2002, the Lord God imparted into my spirit by way of the small, still voice of his Holy Spirit that one day, quote, hotel and suicide bombings would be coming to America. What happened in North Carolina today, my friends? Are we trying to cause a crisis so that the public will demand a solution and then provide that solution? And God only knows what that solution will be at this point. Moving on, the writer now begins to set an example that is in line with the continued subject matter at hand concerning the creation of order out of, con- or, or, order out of chaos. When looking at world events in light of the soon-coming one-world system. For example, he says, the globalists at the IMF have been discussing the establishment of a global basket of currency 
for years. Yes, my friends, they have. Since at least 2009 March, when the Lord first alerted me of this situation. They want to create it to replace the U.S. dollar. The writer goes on to say, Russia and the East have also conveniently been calling for the IMF to replace the dollar with their special drawing rights basket. And finally, as well as conveniently, the elites in the U.S. government have launched a controlled coup in Ukraine and initiated direct economic confrontation with Russia. My friends, if you only understood that the reason the oil is so cheap right now is because America went to Saudi Arabia and asked them to start flooding the market with oil so that it would break the uh, Russian economy, which it did about three weeks ago. And you can go back and look for the day that the ruble fell. Okay. So... The American government has launched a controlled coup in Ukraine and initiated direct economic confrontation with Russia, thereby giving the East, here we go with the Hegelian dialectic, the perfect excuse to dump the U.S. dollar as the world reserve and replace it with a basket of currency system under the IMF. Despite claims that Vladimir Putin is anti-globalist, the Russian is, in fact, an avid supporter of the IMF, and he states his goal is to continue Russia's IMF membership in a larger capacity. Quote, in the BRICS case, we see a whole lot of set, we see a whole set of coincidence coinciding strategies and strategic interest. First of all, this is the common intention, Putin says, to reform the international monetary and financial system. In the present form, it is unjust. There's that social justice movement, my friends, to the BRICS countries and to the new economies in general, he says. We should take more active part in the IMF and World Bank's decision-making system. The international monetary system itself depends a lot on the U.S. dollar, or to be precise, on the monetary and financial policy of the U.S. authorities. The BRICS countries want to change this, Putin says. The writer then says, yes, Vladimir, and so do the manipulative social engineers at the IMF. The the author then directs this question to us when he says, hopefully you have the sense to see how this works. Problem, reaction, solution. Economic or physical war is launched between East and West while the dollar is killed in the process. And my friends, it's coming right up. It's called the Global Currency Reset, and it's coming soon and very soon. 
The masses react by demanding a fair and balanced replacement for the dollar as the world reserve so that the economic stability can return, which will never happen, my friends. You can mark my word on that. The Americans blame Russia and the East for their physical misfortune. The East blames the hubris of the West for its own downfall. Neither side blames the banksters who started the whole calamity to begin with, and the elites swoop in as saviors with a new Brinton Wood-Styles agreement to appease all sides and cement their global currency system. The system they had always wanted, and with a global economic currency and authority in place, global governance is not far behind. Order out of chaos, says the writer, just before presenting the conclusion to his article, where he states this process is more psychological than political. In its goal, one could argue that if the elites already have control over all central banks and governments, then why do they need a global government? The answer is that these men do not want secret global governance. They want open global governance. They want us to accept the idea as a fact of existence. For only when we agree to participate in the lie, as the writer says, will they have truly won the writer ends this, in my spiritual eyes, masterpiece of an article by saying the end result of World War I. And my friends, please take special note because this is what's going to come into play for us next week. This part right here. Because this is where we're going to pick up from where we left off here next week. The end result of World War I was the creation of the League of Nations and the argument that sovereignty leads to disunion and catastrophe. World War II led to the creation of the United Nations and the International Monetary Fund 70 years ago, my friends. I believe, he says, a third world war is nearly upon us. One that may involve weapons of monetary destruction more than weapons of mass destruction. Each supposed disintegration of global unity has eventually led to greater centralization And this is something the skeptics seem to forget. The progression of crisis or crises suggests that, listen closely, my friends, the next war will lead to a total globalization under the dominance of a minority of elitists posing as wise men, whose only wish is to bring peace and harmony to the masses 
In the meantime, the skeptics will continue to mindlessly debate in the face of all reason that the whole thing was just a fluke, an act of a random mathematical chance leading coincidentally to the one thing the establishment rulers crave, total, global, totalitarian micromanagement. In other words, a one-world system. My friends, I must say that it appears that this series, Order Out of Chaos, will spill over into a part three due to the fact that the explosive, factual, and very thought-provoking climax that lies just out of sight beyond the next door that is to open is just a bit too involved to enter as we consider the time remaining in today's show. So therefore, my friends, we will next week once again pick up where we have left off so that together we can discover the powerful truth of what lies just ahead when the powers that be feel that they have finally completed and delivered to the world as a whole in the time that is yet to come and shortly to come, my friends, order out of chaos. With that said, my friends, I would at this time like to extend an opportunity to all to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your hearts. Because, my friends, on the secular doomsday clock, it's three minutes to midnight. On God's prophetic clock, I think it's a lot closer. I believe it's 11.59 and split seconds. My friends, I want to give you this opportunity so that if next week never comes for you, at least you will have made Jesus the Lord, Master, and only Savior of your life and heaven, your eternal home. For the Lord God, my friends, says in his word that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to plan your way of escape because that's what salvation means. It means a savior. It means someone who comes and gives you a way of escape or something that is provided for you for a way of escape. Today is always the day to plan your way of escape for anything that is going to take place possibly that you're aware of. Now, I don't mean go build a bunker and buy 12 years worth of food because you know what? You may never need that, my friends, because if you're ready watching and waiting and have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in good standing, you may just be raptured or cut away when the Lord Jesus Christ breaks the eastern sky to receive his bride, which is the church that believes in him, is walking with him, is spreading the word to others that It's time and past time to be ready because the Lord Jesus Christ is soon to return for those who belong to him. My friends, when he does return in the eastern skies for those who are ready, watching, and waiting, the rest of the world will continue as it is. They won't even know that something has taken place. Not until the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will they know or see 
Jesus. And when he comes in his second coming, the word of God says that we that have been raptured and all those who've gone before us and who reside in heavenly places now, my friends, in the heaven, will be with him. And that is what the, 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 uh, the world will see. That is what the godless and ungodly will see at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will see Jesus coming upon a white horse and us following on the same. So, all of today, all of you today, my friends, who are within the hearing of my voice, who truly desire to understand the deeper things of God, but who at this moment have not even as much as a personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, who is the door of entrance to such, and whose name is Jesus Christ. The word of God says unto you, my friends, beginning in John three sixteen through 18, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, my friends, might be saved. My friends, it says might be saved because it is an exercise of your God-given free will. You choose in whom you will serve. And today, my friends, it's getting to a point where soon you will be choosing whom you will serve for all eternity. He that believeth on him, verse 18 says, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friends, and his name is Jesus Christ. For in John chapter 3, beginning at verse 33, it is said of the person who receives Jesus as the Lord and Savior of their life, that he that has received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, by measure unto him, and the him is Jesus Christ. The Father loveth the Son, and has given all things into his hand, the word of God says. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son, the word of God says, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. In John chapter 14, beginning at verse 1, Jesus says of all these things you see taking place in the world, he says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you. I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you. And if I go, Jesus said, and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, 
that where I am, Jesus said, there ye, or you, may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, or where I'm going, Jesus said, ye know, and the way, ye know, or the method on how to get there, my friends, you know, you've heard it. The word way means method. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the method, Jesus said. In other words, the truth and the life. Jesus also said, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. My friends, in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 to 22, Jesus is at the door of your heart. Today, right now, here at 458 Mountain Standard Time, and whatever time it is, your time, on whatever day you're hearing this, my friends. And the Holy Spirit is, is tugging at your heart, and this is what the Lord Jesus has to say as he stands at the door of your heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I, Jesus said, will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I, Jesus said, grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, Jesus said, let him hear what the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, my friends, saith unto the churches. My friends, Jesus is not asking you to come and sit on his lap, on his throne. He's talking about he's going to grant you power and authority in the, in the eternity that is to come if you belong to him. But right now, it is to be a servant and to serve him until this evil and wicked world has been laid to rest. My friends, I want to just pray for you very quickly today. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. And we thank you for your precious and holy sacrifice of your one and only begotten Son, whose name is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne now. And I bow down, spiritually speaking, and I bow my heart to you, Lord Jesus, with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, and ask that you would forgive me of my sins. And Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do so. So right now, I receive the gift that you paid for in the price of your blood. And I know that you will have the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit overshadow me, and to walk with me and guide me and lead me into all truth and righteousness and bring all things to my remembrance. Lord Jesus, I love you and thank you for forgiving me of my sins and know that you have been faithful and true to do so in this hour that I have asked. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast here on the DoubleWideNetwork.com. Folks, don't forget to visit StreamsAZ.org daily on the net 
for updates on prophetic news from around the world and stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting the Streams in the Desert live landing page at doublewidenetwork.com forward slash streams in the desert. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah, yours too, I hope. Until we meet again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily located on the doublewidenetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?